1: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Broken records. The albums you wouldn't shut up about. Broken records. The music our guests can't live without. Like Judy, Barbara, Liza, Bent, Betty, Audra, Bernadette. We broadcast this podcast with hopes that someday we might get Patty Love. Welcome to Ben Rimmelauer's Broken Records on Broadway World. I'm Ben Rimmelauer, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, um...
0: Daniel Nolan. Thank you. Hey, y'all. Today's guest is a true Broadway legend. Broadway royalty, even. Mm-hmm. Tony Award winner Faith, Faith Prince. Prince. <laughs> I saw her in Guys and Dolls. Ooh, lucky you. Lucky be a lady. Yes, Faith won the 1992 Tony Award for Best Actress in a Musical for Guys and Dolls. Leaving a permanent stamp on the role of Miss Adelaide. She was also nominated for A Catered Affair, Bells Are Ringing, and Jerome Robbins Broadway. And she created the role of Trina in Falsettoland off-Broadway, memorably
3: introducing the great Bill Finn power ballad Holding to the Ground on the original cast album.
0: Mm, today, Faith is coming in to chat about another memorable album, Liza with a Z. Ugh, I could die. It's a double diva day. Seriously, I actually saw Liza
3: and Faith on stage together, on the same bill at Carnegie Hall in my favorite Broadway, *The Leading Ladies*.
0: Ooh, yes, that's on video. Okay, I have a story. Yeah, okay. Yes, tell the story. <laughs> Thank I love you. This. I love this story. Do you, oh, you know it. Yeah. Why don't you tell it and I'll correct you? Okay. Um, you were wanting to see this show. But I you was didn't an have intern at the Ricardo Theater, making okay. seventy-five dollars a week. Yeah. Why don't you just tell? Well, I'll let you come back in. Okay. It was the
3: fall of
2: 1999,
3: mm-hmm. and um, I really wanted to go see this event, My Favorite Broadway, The Leading Ladies at Carnegie Hall, hosted mm-hmm. by Julie Andrews. Right. Featuring an all-star bill with everyone from Faith Prince and Liza Minnelli and Elaine Stritch and Dorothy Loudon and Nell mm-hmm. Carter and Linda Etter yes. and Karen Ziemba and Bibi Neuwirth mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Andrea McArdle and Audrey McDonald Judy and Judy Kuhn and Maren Maisie and Deborah Monk. and yeah. I mean, I'm literally like forgetting huge yeah. people. Um, literally everyone. And I was especially excited to see it because Liza had been sort of... Um, out of the picture? A little bit, yeah. And I wasn't sure what was going on with Liza, and there were some concerts that were canceled, and I like really wanted to know if she was going to be at this. But I, I was trying to see all these people, um, most of whom I had never seen on stage mm-hmm. before. Um, and uh, I don't think I'd even ever seen Elaine Stritch live before. Um, mm. And um, anyway, but I couldn't afford a ticket. There's a benefit, and the mm-hmm. tickets were expensive, and I was making $75 a week. And, um, I was, like, calling, I had, didn't even live in the city yet. I was still living in Princeton doing my internship, I was fresh out of college. Wow. Um, but I, um, uh, was calling anyone I could think of to see if I could get a gig as, like, a PA or something, but nobody, uh could help me Mm -hmm. and then I kind of had given up on it but as it turned out I had to be in the city with my boss uh who I was interning for Mara Isaacs who was then the producer at McCarter Theater but now is the Tony winning producer of Hadestown Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and uh hi Mara Octopus Theatricals and anyway Mara and I were in the city that day because uh we were in auditions for another show that was going to be at McCarter uh that season Mm -hmm. and
0: um so, so cut to you wanting to go to this show, not having a ticket, not being able to get a ticket. We finished work at the end of the day. It's so like 5 p.m.
3: Yeah. Mara's getting in a cab to run to Penn Station to go back to Princeton, mm-hmm. and I made
0: my mind up not to go with her. Right. So you pose as like a pizza delivery guy? <laughs> yes. And sneak in the stage door? And Well, I went to the stage
3: door of Carnegie Hall yeah. on uh, 56th Street,
2: mm-hmm. and...
3: um. I saw there was, like, a bunch of people, like, talking to the security guard and, like, loitering and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was not a normal stage door, like, for a Broadway theater. Like, it was, like, a little bit like a small lobby. Mm -hmm. And there was, like, um, some, like, black velvet curtains. But there was also an elevator. And there was a guy behind a security desk. Uh Uh-huh. And, yeah. So I literally got a pizza box from across the street.
0: (laughs) What pizza place
3: was it? I don't even know. It was on 56th Street on the south side of the street. God bless them. Between... 6th and 7th, and... You just um, asked for a pizza. You're like, can I just have an empty pizza box? You know, I think I weirdly took one. I don't (laughs) think I would have thought of it, but I think I was, like, trying to figure out what to do, and there was this pizza place, and I think, weirdly, they had, like, a big, big stack of empty pizza boxes, like, the front of the store,
0: and it was, like, so crowded. Yeah. You know, Like, in that movie Parasite, like, that poor family makes money by, like, putting together pizza boxes in their home. So I probably you're saying I probably took the money and uh, some poor yeah. families. So go on with the story. So anyway, so you somehow they believe you and they let you in and you're like, I have a pizza for like Julie Anders or something. No, no, no,
3: no. I just was like I was like, hi, I'm going to the seventh floor and they were like pointing to the elevator. So but you you go through the
0: curtain and you somehow end up. Well first on the I stage. go up the elevator. Okay.
3: And then I'm just, like, standing in this, like, small, like, elevator landing on the seventh Uh floor, like, by some, like, presumably, like, office doors or Mm -hmm, something, mm -hmm. and I'm like, what do I fucking do now? But I heard through the wall... Elaine stretch yelling at somebody, <laughs> and I was like, like, "This I is can the right, this is it. the right
0: place." How 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 many hours before the show was this? This was like probably like five fifteen or five. I mean, eight. that scans Elaine just like comes to like hang out, <laughs> <laughs> like she has nowhere else to go. Like she's setting up shop. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> she she's already two drinks in,
3: naked. No, she, yeah. was, she was sober then, but she was probably two insulin shots in. Yeah. But so I go back down to the first floor, and it's like really crowded, and I just like shoved my way through the velvet curtains, mm-hmm. and then I was backstage
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and
3: um, so there, there were these guys like sitting on the ground like eating like sandwiches and I just mm-hmm. kind of like stepped over them went through some more curtains more curtains now I'm out and I'm center stage at Carnegie Hall in yeah. the middle of like a tech rehearsal and I see Scott Ellis the director like in like the like the you house still have the pizza box? no I had like oh. ditched that, <laughs> for, that I didn't I came back down the elevator without the box mm-hmm. but um there was like a million people in there like working like but I was just like, I need to be not on stage. Right, 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 So I, like, go down into the house. I, like, go up the aisle, mm-hmm, and right. I go into the lobby, and mm-hmm. I see, like, ushers, like, cleaning up, like, making piles of, like, playbills or whatever, mm-hmm. and I, like, go up the lobby stairs uh, mm-hmm. to the um, mezzanine or mm-hmm. grand, grand, grand tier, whatever they call them, mm-hmm. first level up, and I go into the men's room.
0: Mm-hmm. And I go to the... <laughs> you f- fool around there for a while, find a
3: couple Johns. I go to the farthest <gasps> stall from the entrance to the uh-huh. bedroom. And I go in, and I, like, sit down on the toilet. And, <laughs> okay, visual. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fully dressed. And, um... And, no, you know, it was, like, it had just been cleaned. Like, all the, like, the the toilet seats were up. Uh-huh. And, like, there was still, like, cleaning product in. Like, it felt very nice. But I put the seat down, I uh-huh. sat on it. And... <laughs> And I put my, this is the dumbest thing, I put my feet up against the stall door Uh so no one would see my feet, thinking, oh, I'm going to have my feet up for, like, three hours. I don't know what I thought. But, so I'm just sitting there quietly, about, like, seven minutes goes by, and the lights are on a timer, Uh and it goes pitch black. Uh And then I sit there in the pitch black for two hours, terrified. It's like meditation, that's nice. It wasn't. My legs were falling asleep, I kept deciding. You're like, I really had to be... I kept being like, "I am allowed to." I'm sorry. Am I boring you? He's like looking at his phone now. No, no, sorry. The the tweet just well, came through. Okay, I'm gonna need you. To. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah,
0: pitch black, yeah. It's yeah, pitch yeah.
3: black. I, but I kept thinking, like, I need to keep my feet up because someone will see me. Then I was like, this is ridiculous. No one's in here. I'll see the lights go on. But then I was like, yeah, yeah but what if they come in and the lights go on they and come they in. Like, yeah. So then I was like, but I was so scared in the dark that, like, some rat was going to come out and, like, eat me or something. Yeah, you know? you're in your
0: weird rodent fantasies. I didn't even really
3: have my rodent fantasies yet. That really started when I actually moved to New York. But I was just, going, <laughs> just I was so bored. My mind was open yeah. to weird, dark fears, was, you know. Like, that's real. Um, Two hours literally go by with me, just mm-hmm. like, you know, by the way, no cell phone. No headphones. No, nothing. No Walkman? I might have owned a Walkman. Well, I actually owned a Discman, but I didn't bring it with me. I rode the train with Mara in the morning. Like, mm-hmm. I was, like, not, like, on, like, a, like, walking around listening to music trip. Right, you know? right. Um. So I, um, I just, like sit there right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so then like i guess it's like 7 30 or whatever the house opens people start coming into the bathroom and like Mm -hmm. i can hear like all the noise of like the house being open and so i go out onto the grand tier Mm -hmm. and i find or dress circle whatever it's called i find like a great seat (laughs) introduce yourself a million empty seats yeah Yeah. My, my debutante and, and I'm sitting, and then it seems like maybe someone's coming toward my seat, so I get up, I move to another seat, same thing, get up, <laughs> no. move to another seat, and now I'm like, this is a very dangerous thing. This is a dangerous game. I need to go to a less desirable location. Yeah. So I go all the way to the far extreme of the, like, wraparound, like, grand tier. Mm-hmm. So now I'm, like, very close to the stage, like, all the way on the side, you mm-hmm. know? And, um there's this folding chair leaning on the wall. There's, like, a light on a stand, Mm -hmm. like a light tree, Mm -hmm. and there's a folding chair against the wall that maybe Mm -hmm. someone was using during rehearsal and didn't get put away, or maybe ushers sometimes Mm -hmm. sit on it. I don't know. It's like a metal folding chair. And I just stand there, and as soon as the lights go down, I, like, unfold the chair and sit on it. Oh, that's a good trick. And I'm, like, so close, I could reach out my hand, and, like, if Julie Andrews reached out her hand, we could, like, hold a handkerchief between us. Yeah. Or and, maybe like a pillowcase. And so, and so you you watched, watched the, show. the show and you loved it. Obsessed. And, and then, then you... Um, and, and then, okay, so the things I have to say about the show are um, uh, when it got... There was a program that listed the songs and mm-hmm. performers in order. Mm-hmm. And when it got to be time for Liza to come on, she didn't come on. Uh-oh. And there was like pause, 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 pause. And then the lights came up. And no, no one's on people stage. People were like, no one's on stage, and people are like running up and down the aisles, and I'm like, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? lona
0: <laughs> Lux in the wings, waiting to go on. Rosie O'Donnell comes out, and
3: she wasn't listed on the bill. Oh shit! And she's like, um, at the peak of her fame, has not come out of the closet yet.
0: Oh wow! And
3: Rosie's like, um, you know, can I tell you something? I have a problem. And oh, she goes, she yeah, goes, so I, I want to get it off my chest yeah 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 you know um I don't, and and she's like she's like I have a problem and so she starts and at first I was like is she coming out of the closet but then she was like obviously doing, doing the setup Liza, for yeah. Liza with the Z mm-hmm. but she starts singing and then Liza comes out from the wings and joins her so was Rosie's just like killing time like I guess so yeah um and so then they kind of finish Liza with the Z together and then mind you wait was Rosie in the show b- besides that no so that she was planned probably for her to do that I guess so but yeah. But anyway, all, uh, I should ask Scott Ellis, but all, um, all through the night people come out, no introduction,
2: mm-hmm. and Lies they is say, the only one who's in touch like.
3: When I was 10 years old, <laughs> my mama took me to see Ethel Merman and Gypsy. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. She, she does, people. like, the worst version of some people it's ever. It's the worst. It's so bad on the video, and people don't realize the video is actually, like, they sweetened it, and she went to a studio and re-recorded it later. And it's still bad. She was, like, really at a low point. Oh, no. But it was thrilling to see her live. Right. And she did, like, just the songs. choreography. Yeah, yeah, as
0: much as she her could. Weird version, her new version of
3: it. Um, but I was in heaven, and... Um, But the night was amazing, and um, I remember um, uh, a lot of people did, like, songs in the first act and songs in the second act. And, like, sometimes they were sort of, like, um, like, Faith in Act One did Adelaide's Adelaide's Amend, lament. She did I'm Going Back from Bells Are Ringing, which mm-hmm. then she later started in on Broadway.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and like Audra did, it was so amazing, in act one mm-hmm. she did Down With Love, which was right. like her mm-hmm. version of the Barbra Streisand version of the right. song, which mm-hmm. was really amazing. But then in act two, she was doing what I thought at the time, oh, a stupid throwaway Jerry Herman ballad that I didn't care about on the Dear World album, I right, right. said I love you. Right back-to-back back with Jennifer Holliday, who in the first act had done I'm Telling You I'm Not Going, and now mm-hmm. in the second act was doing um, If You Walked Into My Life. And I was oh. like, that <laughs> is what right. I need from If You Walked Into My yeah, Life, yeah, yeah. like Jennifer Holliday. But then her If I Walked Into My Life was actually kind of a letdown.
0: Yeah. Audra, Sweet.
3: I've Noticed How I Loved You, was like so the greatest good. thing I've ever heard. And yeah. I was talking about it for years, and nobody knew it because... The concert was recorded for an album and video, and a lot of the numbers were cut, including that. It's but recently, shame. and all our fans should watch this, totally. the whole entire concert is on YouTube, mm-hmm. and um, it, you got to see Audra do I've Never Said I Loved You, and Jennifer Holiday do um, If You Wanted to My and Life, and Faith
0: do um, Adelaide's event, Adelaide and I'm going back. And Audra, at the end of uh, I've Never Said I Love You, uh, she belts... The and most belting you've ever so, heard, Audra do. Like, it's I've like, told people about this, and they're like, "No, yeah, like, no she, one believes she you. Must they think she mixes. She, she must do her Audra bell- belts. I'm like, she, no, honey, bat, 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 she bat, belts. Bat, belts. Yeah, baby."
3: You can't find a Debbie Shapiro gravit track that's any beltier <laughs> than this Audra
0: rendition. It, it is a,
3: chest voice.
0: It is chest voice, and it is fabulous.
3: Like, the only thing difference between her and shouting is that, like, it's, like, on pitch and, like, and sounds, it sounds great. And it
0: sounds great, and it sounds very healthy. I'm like,
3: why doesn't she belt more? I guess, like... Well, like, Seth Rudetsky, I know often, like, wanted her to do that. Yeah. it sounds so good. And I remember her saying in an interview that one of her albums, I think it might have been How Glory Goes, mm-hmm. but it could have been her third album, Happy Songs, that that song almost made the cut. And I'm always just like, does that mean they recorded it?
0: Yeah. And I mean, it, yeah, okay. I, would love, I would love to have that on an album, but... Maybe we this, should this, just have faith. We'll just have faith, and we'll wish you a happy new year, because when this comes out, I think it'll be a couple days to new year, so... Uh, yeah. I think this will come out on the 30th. Yeah. All right, so let's have a little faith, 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 and talk to the real Prince of Broadway. <laughs> Woo! Broken record, broken record.
3: Well, we could not be more excited to have Faith Prince with us today. Thank you for coming all the way, Faith.
1: <laughs> all the way up, the two way up flights. Stairs. Two flights.
3: We're, we're here My at the, the beautiful Anchor Inn in Provincetown. Mm. Where we're all staying it's right in like, this
1: gorgeous view. I mean, here? if
3: every place we ever recorded had this view of the sailboats and the pier, the, water. And the sky,
1: incredible. It, it's mm.
3: it's lovely. Hurry, it's lovely here.
1: Hurry, it's lovely here. Absolutely. Well,
3: we just loved your um, smorgasbord, bouillabaisse. Of, uh, <laughs> oh,
1: you remember. Of, uh, goulash. Goulash. Oh. That was the other one. Yes. <laughs>
3: um, of, uh, Faith, of Faith's it, show last night at yes. the Art House. So wonderful. Thank and you. And we were, of course, quoting On a Clear Day, which is where you met your husband. Yes. Sacramento Music Circus. Yes, I
1: did. At Sacramento Music Circus, 1987.
3: Amazing. Starring opposite Tom Jones.
1: Yeah. Jack Jones. Jack Jones. Oh
3: my
1: yeah, God. that's right. That's okay. No, same era. Same era. Um, Jack Jones, yeah. Yeah. It was life changing for me. Yeah. And I love when stories like that happen. When you have the memory of something so etched in your brain mm-hmm. and then it's infused with something that is so powerful, you know. Mm-hmm. That that always makes a great story. Totally. And mm-hmm. that's why I love when even funky things happen to me because I go, Oh, this will be gold in yeah. about two days. <laughs> two you <know>? days. <laughs> Give me, you know. <laughs> yeah. What was the um Nora Ephron, You know, her mother used to say, Everything um, is copy, oh, everything yeah. is copy, right. Yeah, you know, a little harsh at three, but
0: um, <laughs> yeah. but it's true,
1: you know, it's like, and this will be gold in yeah. you know, mm-hmm. about two days. Mm-hmm. I always give myself 48 hours, <laughs> that's,
3: that's good because there is an emotional, you know, you're still you've a person. got to feel absolutely, you've got just, to feel the feeling, yes, absolutely, <laughs> right? Well, um, and Sacramento, where you actually live. Yes, Amazing. I do. I mean,
1: you know, I don't publicize it because I I, I work everywhere. But mm-hmm. really today with a computer, a yeah. phone, um, you can get anywhere. I mean, I travel all the time. Of course, yeah. It, and when I first moved there, I didn't really s- say it a lot, because people go, oh, where, where are you? You know? And it's sort of a mental thing with them. But mm-hmm. does it really matter? Because usually people, actors are on the road doing right. something anyways, yeah.
3: you know? Well, especially so yes, now, theater just, actors and singers and all that. I mean,
1: yeah. well, and you're right by, by to. LA
3: to go there mm-hmm. for all that when, stuff. When
1: you get into your 60s, then you just don't care. You know? You just go, this is me. This are is Are you in your 60s? Yeah. Oh, my God.
3: You look so good.
1: Well, thanks. That's yeah. so fun. I'm loving it. I think this is my best decade yet. Oh, believe it. Yeah. I believe it. You just kind of own who you are, and yeah, you know, it's a beautiful thing. There yeah. was this um, scene from Fleabag that somebody oh, was putting out there. Yeah. The woman was—I guess she was my age—and uh, um, the star. I can't think of her name. It, it, oh, it, it Phoebe is younger. waller but yes. Yeah. She was talking to her at a bar, and this woman was just owning who she, are, she, who she was, and she just said, you know, menopause is a great thing, because it just puts a stop to everything, and then you're free, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. And I thought, it, that really is the truth, you know? And yeah. of course, there was something about this woman that was so attractive yeah. to her, you know? Yeah. Even though she was younger. It was you some know?
0: great British actress, too. Yes. I, I can't remember who played that woman, but yeah. it was somebody we love. Yeah, um, it wasn't Olivia yeah. Coleman. That was the stepmom, the English right. patient who yes. starred. In oh, that. yeah, um, it oh, might have oh, been her.
3: This is, but
1: I that think it, I, I just right. saw it for a second. Yeah. you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. Because I, I'm, I'm in the first part of that series. But, oh, yes. Well, you've got, you but got you know, I just left. there is something about just being good with where you're at and just mm-hmm. sitting in it. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I guess, and you actually, I mean. You, it, you didn't get really known until you were already kind of, in you my know, 30s. grown up anyway. I mean, you know, um, I was thinking about that because the album we're talking about with you yeah. that was inspiring to you is Liza with the Z. Yeah. And right. she has, you know, the opposite of that kind of a, a track. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's... Yeah. She was um, boom. Boom. Mm-hmm. And,
1: and I think I think that's rougher,
3: Yeah, honestly. for sure.
1: Um, it's hard to ground yourself. Because yeah. I know even when it happened to me, it was... It, it, just for that... Flash yeah. was, was very... Um, it took everything I had to sort of hang on. And I... I knew who I was and was older, and yeah. you know, people were like, "Well, where did you come from, honey? I've been here, yeah, you know?
2: right." right.
1: Um, that kind of thing. So I can only imagine, you know, at a young age, um, yeah. Maybe she had some prep because she had grown up in that world. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little more yeah. than somebody on some like, levels,
3: but in other like ways, like Britney Spears or somebody for sure, you know? yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but it it is something. It is something, and I never particularly wanted fame at all. Mm-hmm. Really, no. In fact, my probably the title of my book will be just famous enough.
3: Just <laughs> famous enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know.
1: Totally.
3: I remember, and then maybe I'm mixing up stories, but didn't you get into acting because you were playing piano for a friend at an audition? Am I making that up completely? Um,
1: it's kind of two stories in one. I, yeah. I was. Um, I did play piano for a long time. I took since I was seven, but this was a friend down the street when I was uh, in Lynchburg. I was living on a Landon place, and. That, that's like
3: your porn name then, I think. Yeah, exactly. Right, Landon place.
1: <laughs> yeah. that's a, oh, that'd be a good feeling. Um and, and your first pet, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what's that? <laughs> oh, let's name. see. Oh no, I knew you were gonna ask me that. Oh, I've got to call my mother. I think it's Missy or something. Missy oh, Landon. I mean there's Landon.
2: <laughs> no, that's something a porn like name. that, you know. Perfect.
1: Um but Chrissy Camo, she was um from a large Catholic family down the street. And what's interesting in Lynchburg, we had Jewish families, Catholic families, mm-hmm. and then Presbyterians, Presbyterian. you know, all in the same mm-hmm. block. I love yeah. that. And, um, but she was from the Catholic family, and uh, she was going to audition for The King and I at the Lynchburg Fine Arts Center. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, Will you come with me for moral support? And I said, Absolutely, you know, no intention. Yeah. N- nothing in my head. Wasn't nervous. Wasn't thinking, maybe I'm on the fence. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I was just sitting outside, like being there for her. And how old were you? Fifth grade. What is that? Ten. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Ten. So uh I was waiting outside and people were going in, auditioning, and this guy said to me, You you don't want to audition? And I went, Nah, nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> he said, You should audition. I mean, what have you got to lose? What if right, you got to lose? Right. You know, and I went, Oh, okay. I, I but I didn't really prepare anything. He said you don't know any songs and I went, "Well, I could do happy birthday."
2: Uh-huh.
1: And I did happy birthday with such feeling. Uh-huh. Like I had that just in me.
2: Yeah. Happy birthday.
1: <laughs> Truly wishing <to> it. <laughs> <you>. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy goes, "You're it." Oh my and god. And I well, I didn't get hired because nobody was paid anything, but I got the part yeah. and Chrissy did not speak to me for two <gasps> weeks. She was
3: so... Wait, so you blessed. were the part of a Siamese child? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Honey, I put that mud, you know, that, oh, oh terrible. my God, all over my Amazing. body, you know, just, yeah. you know we oh were all white, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, just mm-hmm.
1: like, um, but it was, it was a life changing experience. Yeah. And I remember when I walked into the theater, it smelled, it's like, I knew the smell. So I must have mm-hmm. had something in a past life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it just, it appealed to me. So yeah. it was, It again, it was one of those present moments. Yeah. I just went, hmm, this like, means something. Like
0: Carol Channing talks about going to theater. She says, like, I'm I'm on sacred ground or yeah. whatever she says whenever she first that's walked right. in. That's mm-hmm. right,
1: that's right. And this was just going, like, down, you know, into the seats and, and, yeah. and even going into the dressing rooms. There was something, like... I was had a reverence totally. to it. like a church yeah. experience. Yeah, and I yeah. just went, "Oh, this is this is my tribe." Yeah, and I was just really clear even at that age.
3: It, it is so much. Uh, we we saw Dina Martina the other night, and uh-huh. she made this funny joke about you know how she gets to the theater at seven thirty a.m. and. <laughs> has them take out all the furniture <laughs> so she can commune with the space. I mean, it was this ridiculous story. But it was like you know, but it actually resonates because there is that there. Is, you do have that kind of a reverence just yeah. for these rooms. What happens there is so yes. sacred well, to energy us. Is energy
1: is palpable. Yeah. And uh and and I feel that way about um spaces, you mm-hmm. know. And I've always had that sense. I mean my husband will say, you know, you you go pick out what we're gonna you know, rent for the time being, or this mm-hmm. and that, and in, <laughs> I'll never forget a couple of real estate people I, I go on. I go, no, and they go, he, he, she didn't even see the like where the bedroom is or anything. Uh-huh. And Larry goes, we're good, Yeah, are good, yeah, you, you know, tell. because um, I've I've really had connection with spaces. My apartment in New York uh, was where guys and dolls happened to me, and um, when I walked into that apartment first to get it, I was like. Oh, I'll take it. And she said, well, you you didn't even see the rest of it. And I said, no, I'm good. Mm -hmm. And turns out a a guru had lived in that apartment. And it was 500 West End Avenue, 2C. And Tina Landau bought that apartment after me. And 30 Rock happened to her in that apartment. Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Yeah. Yeah. And she had a hard time letting go of that apartment, too. And I literally went to every point. So much happened to me in that Mm -hmm. apartment. And um, then we bought a 100-year-old house up in Hastings on Hudson, and I promised the house we would restore it. And
2: mm.
1: we actually sold it to um, uh, a woman who had a yoga studio, and, and used to be with Alvin Ailey, and her husband was a contractor. Mm. And I got the house, like, revived through them. I didn't do it myself, but yeah. I, got, I got it to the right place. Person. Yeah, sure. We moved out to LA after that. No, I have a real thing about space. So energy. Mm-hmm. My point is, yeah, um, yeah. I think we don't know what happens after this life. You know, mm-hmm. I think a lot. There's a lot we can't comprehend.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. but I
1: know it's it's uh, it's out there, and I try not to worry about it too much because no. you get mm-hmm. caught up in that. Right. But if you just know, you just believe, like yeah. it's going to transcend and mm-hmm. transform somewhere else. Yeah. there's mm-hmm. something out there. But mm-hmm.
0: and is that that kind of the ability you have to like you know feel the energy and uh-huh. feel the space. How does that translate to being on stage and like reading the room with an audience? And
1: well, and I'm very aware of the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny, I talk to myself a lot during the show. It was it was cute the other night uh, when I first walked down. I had this idea to go through uh, the crowd and sing bushel in a Peck, thinking mm-hmm. they all sing "Doodle Doodle Doodle." Just gets them warmed up, yeah. And it so bit me in the ass because uh, I thought, well, I'll get the last guy to help me sort of walk up the steps yeah. through the front. And I said, honey, will you help me? And he went, no. And I went, no? Oh <laughs> I God. go, what do you mean no? He said, oh, I think he thought I was going to make him get up no, and yeah, sing yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just, yeah, I need no. help. And it was just so not what I expected. And I said, cool, oh, you're more so nervous funny. than I am. I'll get myself <laughs> up there, yeah. And so last night I changed and I just... No, <laughs> I'm not. That was not worth it. You know, but I, I have all these little things I say to mm-hmm. myself and I go, oh, well, that didn't go well. well. Okay. Let's just settle ourselves down. You know? Uh-huh. And I remember my father saying like at a football game, cause he was all sports. He said, once you first get hit, then you're good. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's talking yourself over that. So you can keep being present, keep being present yeah. and not wow. letting it suck you back to this place where you can't. Just mm-hmm. be there, you know.
3: But you seem to walk out there. I mean, I know, I you know, for years I was only directing. And I never yeah, performed. Yeah. And then when I started performing a note, not a note, a comment that performer friends would often make would be like, they would describe some moment in the show they'd seen me do. That's when you started breathing, they would say. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, what do you mean? I was breathing the whole time. I Of course I was, you know, but I, I, so I, I think about that and I was thinking about it last night. I was like. When you walked out, I said, oh, she's breathing already. Well, she, I, she started I, breathing before I she ground, got there.
1: I really try to ground myself at first mm-hmm. to be able to enjoy it. And that's mm-hmm. particularly the first four numbers I go over a million times. Yeah. So that that relaxes me. And then I can start to do things that maybe I've pulled from the trunk, you know, that I've definitely yeah. rehearsed. But, you know, I can, I can just find my way through there you know Mm -hmm. and these are some of the things I've been teaching and coaching other people with because I realized I'm very much into the individual but some of the things that I grounded myself with I can help other people with Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and it's funny you talk about space because one of the things I do is carve out a different I have a movie in my head for every song Mm. it's a place that I go it's a relationship I have it's it could be an old house I lived in it could be um it could be in the Bahamas, like on, a, mm-hmm. on a, a sunset night, and and the sunset is very vivid. I mean, it's not just a sunset; it's it's like right on the top of the water before it goes down. I just I think the more specific you are in yeah. those things, I can transport you to my movie. You may not totally, see exactly, yeah. but you know I'm in it. And yeah. and um, one of the moments, like this is funny, but the NBC. Um, when they did the whiz, remember they showed yeah, the, sure. the mm-hmm. young lady who was who got Dorothy yeah. her audition? Yeah. And I wish I could like, you know, just cut that on YouTube because she transported herself to whatever home was mm-hmm. for her.
2: Yeah, yeah. And
1: that's why she got the job. Yeah. I mean she mm-hmm. just dropped in emotionally. Yeah. Right. And there's something about that. And that's, to me, that's when a performer really comes alive. Yeah. It's not just singing notes and, you know, of course, you know, and, and it's really immersing yourself and you think, oh, I'm going with this person. They're, they're yeah. showing me the zigging and zagging through this thing. But it's,
3: it's funny because I, I see that, but I also see you as being a performer who's so much in the room with it's us bu- the
1: and the audience, it's both. you know. And I kind of go in and out.
3: Yeah, yeah. But I definitely,
1: like, even when I change positions, because I always think in a cabaret, too, you know, I always say, let's go on the angle over here. Yeah. Because, like, the Mm -hmm. boyfriend, for me, is a much different setting. It is in the Caribbean, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's being out and, you know seeing somebody who's gorgeous and you think, oh, I could flirt with that person. Then there's something kind of off and you don't know what it is. And they're just not, they're not clicking with you. And it's so depressing because you yeah. thought you mm-hmm. had a, you mm-hmm. know, and it is funny, but it's still the dilemma of it. Yeah. Yes. So when I just, and the temperature is different, it's warm, it's balmy. You know, and I, I always say to people, balmy. are there any smells, you know, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, it, yeah. It, and you think, wow, that does really make a difference. Mm -hmm, Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I I, I like thinking of things like that. It's so funny because
3: people talk about that kind of stuff about acting and it sounds like such bullshit sometimes. And you see actors getting caught up in that and not being able to integrate it, you know? Right. And then I watch you. I could smell the smells in the boyfriend. The crossword puzzle it almost seems to me like that wasn't last night, like I saw you in some play about that character, you yeah, know, was, you know well, with a Well, I was it's, in a
1: New York apartment. You were in a New yeah, York apartment, you know? yeah. And, um, and and it was a one bedroom.
3: But you had you know? nothing. It was I mean, on 98th Street. There was a music stand horizontal, right, and you just right. went four feet to the left. I right. mean, it was, but it made this choice, it, and you were in it. It you know? is, and
1: it was a much different time for me, and... Uh, it was a precarious time. I remember thinking, you know, what what's my life going to? Who who would who could I who I who will I be with? You know, what is my life? It's twenties in my twenties. It was very, um, and I say this to my son, you know, usually your twenties suck because you're just trying everything. You're trying to see what you don't like. You 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 you're sort of putting yourself out there in a different way. You know, mm-hmm. and crossword puzzle for me is. Is that and people always just saying it like you know? Oh, right. it's funny and glib Tongue and, twister and, and all yeah, that. yeah, and and it's all about the words. And to me, it's about somebody in the moment going, "Oh wow, I pushed yeah. that guy away. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get every. I was competitive and wanted to get every word, and I was so proud of that. Yeah, and that's the thing that I wasn't connecting. Yeah, and mm-hmm. she realizes it in that moment, singing about it. Mm-hmm. And I love when things like that. Mm-hmm. When you
3: when you said. Hecky it's Chimney yeah. and you felt bad for him but you were also glad to have the win it, I, it was yeah, like yeah, yeah. I was
1: just I so know. blown away right. yeah. it's, I hate to say it but <laughs> it's
2: Chimney you yeah. know
1: All the times Hecky tell me You shut up This I'll get Seven blanks Meaning air hole It's fistula I bet would say, no, he'd say, don't tell me, tubulus, tubuli. <laughs> I'd say, Hecky, honey, it's chimney. <laughs> Hecky'd sit down and cry. <gasps> Perhaps that's why I'm left here on the shelf. Perhaps he wanted to get the long ones by himself. And to me, I mean, I get chills thinking, yeah. like, I still get ignited yeah. by the specificity of sure. all of that. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and just learning from all the people and the people that I've gotten to, I mean, never in my wildest dream, you know, I was from this little southern town. Nobody in my family had been in show business. The things I've done, the people I've worked with, you know, have just been so exciting. And it's been about the work.
2: Yeah. And
1: that's why it was such a great transition to coaching and teaching, because I realized I had a lot yeah. to bring to the table yeah. for somebody else. And when you see people change and grow, and I kept thinking, if they really start getting what they want, then I will stay in this. That'll yeah. that'll mm-hmm. let me know that this is the right mm. path for me, you know? Um, well, and
3: we've talked about f- that you've had those kind of relationships mm-hmm with um, younger actors in yeah. shows you've done even before you were right. a coach. I mean, with Lindsay Alley and Leslie Kritzer yeah. who who looked up to you as this mentor and, you know, lots of people are in shows together and don't forge those kind of friendships. Well, and, you and you know. it was
1: something I didn't have. People mm. always kept to themselves and, and I, I got the feeling from older actresses particularly that they were giving something away if they mm-hmm. did that. And I thought, yeah, that's really not the right. First of all, I mean, I, I give a lot to men and women, but especially being a woman, giving to another woman. I mean, I've always been the kind of performance like I love to be on... Stage with extremely strong people and wonderful people, but I want it to be gracious, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's not the place I go to competitive. Now when somebody challenges me or they give me no choice, I can definitely fend for myself, but it's not the place. It's not the preferred place for me, you know? And sometimes I've really had to go, excuse me, you're cutting off my lines, you know, and you cut off theirs. And it's like, don't fuck with me, you know, but, um, (laughs) You know, it's not the place I go. And was that
3: hard for you then, when you were starting out oh, yeah. and you didn't have the sort of my, you know, my mother being said I really do that?
1: I, my mother used to say I really I had a hard time making like a decision in a car. Like she would say, "Go, you have to go," mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I I was trepidatious in the beginning, but. um, you know, there's a term steel magnolia. Yeah, you have yeah, that. Yeah. And once I learned to push out and yeah. go, I'm going to go for this. I'm going to make a decision on this. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, audition for that. I'm going to push myself. Yeah. Once I found I had that power, and usually either somebody pushes in or pushes out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, and that's why I try to get people to push out. But then there's a second part of that. You have to give yourself credit in the bank
0: for that mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. it's like i'm starting to build up credit now because you don't want to have to go to zero every single time oh i can't do that i'm insecure i'm this and that yeah no, it's like mm-hmm. okay i'll take that a couple of times but then when you do something it's like you've got to give yourself credit for that right yeah. and it's got to yeah. start adding up because you know it wears people out totally. yeah, right
3: that's such an interesting way to put a credit in the bank it yeah. is like it
1: start giving yourself to credit, credit to because it. let's let's not go to zero every yeah. single time yeah, yeah, yeah. right And, and I know because I was not secure and this and that, but I, I got tired of my own bullshit. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like enough already. Mm -hmm. Okay. You've been Mm -hmm. hired. You're good. You know, you're going to, you're going to figure out your way, you know? And even when I step on stage and things happen, I go, faith, that's all right. You've been here a long time. Just pull out your, you know, seasoned self and Mm -hmm. just put it right out there. You're okay. You know, but I do talk to myself, Mm -hmm. you know, um, about that,
3: so. Well, a lot of the stuff, actually, it's it's funny that Liza with a Z is the mm-hmm. album that, that you chose to talk about because it, it you know, I've heard her say the thing about Fred Ebb taught her to have a scene for every song. I mean, as a matter of fact, some of her concerts, not Liza with a Z, but um, you could see her, she actually talks the orchestra is like blaring the beginning of like some people. Yeah, like... And dialogue. she's like way upstage, but she's talking to somebody. You don't know what she's yeah. saying, but it's like she's already started the scene. It's like, the, you know, and they just lit it yeah. and staged right. it to and not she's start. she's already
1: dropped in. Yeah, but you know.
3: she's good, good to go. Before, the moment know? before, The moment before. And the other thing I was thinking about uh, in terms of this show last night, I was just talking about Crossword Puzzle, is that I love the way that you would tell um, the stories from your life that would really set up sort of the emotional place. Right. And in a way, a little bit, the context of the song, even though then the song would take it someplace else and we wouldn't mm-hmm. have to go back, you could then move on to a totally different story. Um. But the song kind of finished emotionally the thing right. that you started right. talking about. Right. I mean, it was such a clever way to tie it together. And I wonder, was Liza with a Z? you know, because that feels well, so much like a Fosse film, you know, right. that, that has that kind well, of through Well, I think line. I was
1: informed by that, uh, and, and little did I... I mean, it's funny that you asked me that because I haven't really gone back to sort of dissect it. Mm-hmm. But the thing that fascinated me was everything had in Liza with a Z had a different tone, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I saw these aspects of the same girl, mm-hmm. right? And she was a quirky leading lady, which mm-hmm. was very appealing mm-hmm. to me. I have a problem. Now, wait, it's not a big problem, but it is a problem. It's my name. You know, I find that still a lot of people call me Lisa... Wrong. My name is Liza. Liza. Has a Z in it. Well, for instance, somebody will come up to me on the street and say, Hello, Lisa, how are you? i Fine, thank you, but it's Liza. Or somebody will say, Lisa, what a nice hat you have on. I'll say, Thank you very much, but my name is Liza. And that's my hair. So you can see what I mean. Anyway, I've been trying to figure out a final solution to this whole thing, and I think I've come up with the answer. Jack? Because I knew I would never be like a Julie Andrews or a, you know, um, uh, just uh, even a Barbara Cook or any mm-hmm. anything like that. I, I, I admired those people, but I didn't feel the same. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until Liza with the Z. I mean, things like Ring Them Bells. I thought mm-hmm. now I could I could get my hands around. Yeah, that, you yeah. Know? yeah. Gather around, I've got a story to tell About a Manhattan lady that I know very well She lives at Five Riverside, her name is Shirley DeVore And she traveled round the world to meet the guy next door well, there was trouble inside apartment 29E. Cause Shirley's mother and dad were as upset as can be. They said, we hate to complain, dear, and we don't
2: like to grouse. But you're nearly 32, you should get out of the house.
3: For the last time, I am not on Ozempic. I made one little joke on this podcast, and everybody started calling me out, texting me, calling me cringe, Whatever. I really was asked by people if I was on Ozempic, and as I told them, I am not. I am just eating factors, no prep, no mess meals, okay? Warmer, sunnier days are coming. Fire Island season is here. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer, thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like calorie-smart, protein plus and keto factors, fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for with 35 different meals and more than 60 add ons to choose from every week? You'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian-approved meals and ingredients you can trust. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. And kitchen time is kept to a minimum. They are ready in two minutes. No shopping, no prepping, no cooking, no cleanup. Enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle. Choose from six menu preferences to help you manage calories maximize protein intake, avoid meat, or just simply to eat well balanced. Head to Factormeals.com slash GiantsInTheSky50 and use code GiantsInTheSky50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code GiantsInTheSky50 at Factormeals.com slash GiantsInTheSky50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active.
1: at LuckyLandslots.com.
0: Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions
1: supply. And it's funny, because I was in the Junior Miss pageant, yeah, which is not about beauty as much as it is content, you know. Uh, I got yeah. first in interview. Already, yes. But, yes. Um, but I was like second runner-up or something. But I did ring them bells. But my, mo- I remember my mother saying, because we had to do choreography, you know, and I did everything wrong. And what happened is I pulled focus because... It was funny. It was mm-hmm. sort of like you know, mm-hmm. in Funny Girl when she, you know, yeah. uh, my reflection or you yeah, know.
0: the skating, yeah. the roller skating, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. my
1: mother goes, "Oh my god, it was like you were the star of the show." And you, you know, and, and I was doing everything wrong. You know, yeah, that's so funny. But,
0: I turned to Ben last night when you were telling that story about um, what you did in the show with the oh with the dog. duck. and
3: he yeah. was like, "Oh, that's I was so like that's so Fanny right Yeah, you know,
1: I know, like, absolutely. Again night, you know? yeah. and um, it's through those quir that. Even Judy Holiday, you know, yeah. just the quirk. I thought, yeah, you know, and, and that's why I say to people, the, this is your essence. Sometimes mm-hmm. uh, my friend Natasha... House and I will go in and do brainstorming uh with, with uh, students. And we'll just get them to do one thing a monologue, a song, and then we will sit down and give them essences of like maybe thirty people that mm-hmm. they can look up. Why? You're never gonna be those people, but maybe that leads you to the material that yeah. you're really and it's been life changing. It's sort of like having your colors done. You know, mm-hmm. you think you're one thing, you think you're an autumn, but you're really a late spring. It it's so specific. Because I remember one young man thought he was a character actor, and we saw him as a leading person. And he took, I mean, they said at the school, he started to take on a confidence about wow. himself after that. So you can really change lives yeah. with that kind of thing, you know. But um, I don't know. I, there was something about Liza with a Z that was so appealing, and it had a darkness and a lightness. Yeah. and It just had so many colors. And when I look back, I mean, that's an act.
2: Yeah. I mm-hmm. never mm-hmm. even...
1: I mean, it wasn't until my forties that somebody said you should do an act, and I really? go, "Yeah," and I, I just went, "Oh, I, 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 you know, I, I've never done myself." Mm-hmm. But I had a great team of people that helped put my first act together. Stuart Ross was the one mm-hmm. uh, who wrote "Forever Plaid." Yeah, he was sure. a friend, and he had been bugging me for a long time. And uh, Wiley Hausam, who was oh, wow. at the yeah. public, sure. And um, he said, you you really got to do this. And I thought, okay, I'll commit to doing this. And I mean, honestly, I didn't even listen to music that much. Mm-hmm, and I've heard mm-hmm. somebody said Hal Prince was the same way. He didn't listen yeah. to music unless it was for a show. I was very much like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, how I have... Now, I do watch a lot of Turner Classic movies and things yeah. like that, cartoons, yeah. things like that. But I really didn't sit around and listen to music that much. And I remember, Stuart made me buy like 500 st- CDs. I mean, I must have had 500 CDs. I've never had so many CDs in my life. Oh,
2: really? And he just
1: said, you got to listen in anything that strikes you, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: It was. It started out like a Broadway cocktail, you know. Mm-hmm. And he was he was sort of grooming me to be the female forever plaid, you know. I mean, he was he was. That's just where he goes. Mm-hmm. But I had um, gotten Daisy Prince to direct it, mm. and yeah. um, that seemed the like prince, a This good... is a Prince
3: collaboration. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: And then Alex was my yeah. musical director you know and at some point Alex sat me down and he said you know this is really about you this is not just about it it's about you mm-hmm. and he said let's go back and look at some of your things now I know Stuart hit you know I'd been to a few dinner parties and I was always the big storyteller at a dinner party they go mm. fake you got to tell the story about <laughs> Jack Jones you know you got to tell that story about the duck. you got to tell... It. I mean, these were stories I would tell it, sure. you know. Because I was a storyteller. Mm-hmm. My family comes from that. You yeah. know, everybody... Mm-hmm. I would reenact what happened at school that day. Yeah. It was just something I did. And um, so he incorporated a lot of those things. But it was leaning itself in the beginning towards this female forever plan. Mm-hmm. And Alex was like, no, this is really about you. Mm-hmm. So it started to really take on the thing, and I realized I had this double sort of New York Jewish girl, Southern Mm -hmm. girl. There was a lot of conflict in that. And I have a lot of love-hate with the South, too. Mm -hmm. And some of that came up because this was at the core of my authentic self, Mm -hmm. right? And it's funny because George Wolfe used to come in and watch rehearsals. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of what happened in that particular act, he translated... For Elaine Stritch into At Liberty, it's Mm -hmm. just interesting Um, uh, the stories and that this, you know. So it just took on a life of its own, and um, it was it was revelatory. That was leap of faith. That was leap of faith. Yeah. And the first time I did it, I was just like, oh my god, this is. I've just never. I I don't know. It was just so empowering you know yeah and then i recorded it and i thought well i'm just an idiot you know like i'm putting myself out there in a live album and this is the first time but it really it had to be that way because yeah. i'm a live performer i'm yeah. not i'm not i'm not a voice you really sit there and go oh i want to get faith prince's next cd so i can you know hear the lovely version of you know whatever well i don't I know
3: mean, i you know i live for your cast albums well, too thank i mean you, you know well,
1: yeah, but but It has personality. It had to be sort of in the... The mode, and I'm not putting myself down or self-deprecating. Yeah. I just I know the essence. It's it's just. I don't know if
3: you did like a Rosemary Clooney or Peggy Lee or something. I'd play you at a dinner party. I Would you, huh? I don't think you're
2: only.
1: It's
3: not <laughs> okay.
1: all uh, okay. boas and, well, and maybe uh, I've got something to learn. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, but I sure do. I sure do love it. And yeah. that was that was a real big aha moment for mm-hmm, me. Was mm-hmm. that? And once I realized I had that, and I really loved it because you could you kind of put it in your suitcase and take it with you and you didn't have to you know appeal to a a lot of people and I mean there's a lot when you put on a Broadway show and you Mm -hmm. have to have um, there's a lot of vying going on and and, uh, it's funny I've never seen really a program show the the intricate part of that they always get like pushy and competitive but it's it's more subtle than that and and are way harder than that because trying to find the right mix and you know be a team player but carry your role and yes, it's yeah. it's um it's funny i was saying last night you know i see the look on people's face after they've gone through like this horrendous sort of journey and mm-hmm. it all just goes down yeah. fast you know yeah. and honestly most of the shows um i don't know where i'm at now 14 or 15 something like that you know i would say about four of them were incredible like fulfilling like everything you'd want it to be mm-hmm. and the rest the other 11 or 10 were just like wow this is not for sissies you yeah, know it's yeah. just very difficult Well,
3: I know you were Nick and Nora, Mm -hmm. but, I mean, were there any other sort of, like, notorious Well, bells
1: are ringing was difficult, you know. Difficult. Um, I
3: saw your closing of that show. It was magical.
1: (laughs) Well, um, you know, just didn't turn out like you thought. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Catered Affair. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, First Wives Club. You know, we started that in Chicago, you know? Really had a lot of... um, hope and you know it's and you pour your heart and soul into it so so i see you know now why they're trying to get these laws to get people some kind of um not monetary but just some kind of payment for for what they bring to a project Mm -hmm. because you do you pour everything into it you know and that's part of what you do and that's the work um but uh it can it can go down and Mm
2: -hmm.
1: it's funny when i do four girls four and i'm uh, with the other Broadway girls, whoever is in it for that night. There is something translated... It's like Donna
3: McCackney and yeah, da- Magardle, Andrew Wayne McArdle. Yeah,
1: McArdle. Maureen McGovern. Sometimes it's Randy Graff. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. Karen Mason. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's uh, Christy Andreas. You know, there is... We know. We've all been through the wars together mm-hmm. in the same way. And it it's very comforting. Yeah. Because we've just been to the mat. In a, and I don't mean to make it sound dramatic or uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's certainly, uh, you know, I, 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 know it's not curing cancer, you know, or something like that, but it, it is, it is a daunting experience more than people realize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I,
3: I it is so dramatic though, because it's like theater is just so make or break. I mean, if you make a movie or a TV show, the, the producers or the studio, they have it in their budget to have however many flops and hits every year. They're not, this is not the end of their career, but these producers, I mean, it's like they get one shot, you know, Mm -hmm. and, or there's 70 of them. Um, and there's so much pressure, you know.
1: And and you're doing the job, you know. It's like I say to people, you know, people go, oh, awards, you know, you've gotten all these awards. And I went, you're, you're not going to talk to the right girl when you talk to me because, <laughs> you know, here I am trying to do the work. And then you have to do all this extra work yeah, to do yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. it's like it's taking away from the work. yeah, Yeah. You yeah. know, and you're just trying to get it up. And, of course, your night off they want you to do. You know, this benefit, that yeah. benefit, get your name out there. They want mm-hmm. you up for the awards. I mean, it's a whole campaign. When you're at the Oscars or the Emmys, you know, you've got it in the can. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, yeah, you can show up and be pretty and uh, I'll drink that night or, you know, have a think, think, right, right, a sure. champagne or, you know, or martini and you're good to go. You know, you got to get up in the morning, do eight shows a week, yeah. and get the next week. It's yeah. really hard. Yeah. And I, I mean, that first, uh, I mean, Jerome Robbins was mm-hmm. the first time I, and, and I didn't have much responsibility Mm -hmm. getting on to guys and dolls. I really, uh, I had to learn. I just shot my wad. I mean, I had Mm -hmm. to learn the word. No, you know, I just didn't know the word. No. Yeah. Yeah. And so I got smarter as it, you know, went down the, down the line for bells are ringing and then catered a fair, you know? And by then I was like, uh, uh, you know, (laughs) you know, because I just knew you only have this much energy. Yeah. You know,
3: but i mean you know it's it it is it, how do people starting out have the ability to say that i mean and you mm-hmm. know uh, guys and dolls i mean it it you did win but also there was that it wasn't just the tony it was that whole season of yeah. you being the toast of the town and mm-hmm. representing that, you right? Know? And, um, it, and it
1: was a beautiful thing, but it costs. Yeah. is what I'm saying, it's yeah. not. It's not simple. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. and that that in no way demeans it. Sure, it's just the reality of it. What
3: about you know? when that's over? I mean, I saw you in Guys and Dolls, like uh, right before the Tonys, and then I saw you again, like a year later, and it was none of the other original ca- leads were still there besides you. Well,
1: and Josie, um, I think, was there.
3: You know what? I saw her understudy. Oh, okay. Was but like, she was still, Yeah, it was, mm-hmm. um, oh, I used to know her name. Lee, Lee Monroe, Patty ben- is that a person? Who is it? Lee Monroe or something. No. Heather
1: Lee? No. Uh, I think
3: Lee something. I'll, I, I'm sure I have my playbill in my parents' yeah. house. I'll tell them as you. Patty
1: Van Peterson? It wasn't and, her. Okay. Um,
3: um, but uh, but it was you and Jonathan Hadari, and I think maybe Burke Moses was Sky. Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: Um, but, you know, and you were better than ever. But I thought, oh, like, you know, this is now, it's like cheetah season. It's like the whole, the, that this show is still this, like, machine. And Faith is still there doing this. And it's no longer, you know, is that easier? Because you can just do the job?
1: Well, I'm not a person that phones it in. ever. Yeah. And I said to my husband, I'm, I'm coming towards the end. He goes, why wouldn't you just carry this to the end? And I yeah. said, well... You're not going to understand this. This is not another gig. Yeah. It's like, if if I'm thinking about what I'm picking up at the store, you know, while, you know, doing Mary the Man Today, we're in trouble. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. I mean, but you know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm not a phoner in at yeah. all. Like, I'm 120%. Yeah. And I remember one of the guys in the orchestra saying to me, you know, I I I took a book and a magazine every time to, he said, I, I found myself wondering what you were going to do next. Like, yeah. you, you were always changing it. Mm-hmm. He said, for me, it really made it, like, I, I had to pay attention. Yeah.
2: yeah. And
1: I always took that as a great compliment. Yeah. Because I think the advanced part of being an actor is, it's never the same
2: for mm-hmm. me. hmm
1: And um, I remember working in Billy Elliot with one of the actors there. And, you know, he he sort of just wanted the same thing and to go see his sports shows. And I thought, honey, you're just with the wrong gal. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be... Throwing you curveballs, we we will be playing baseball. We'll play tennis. I was close to the net, yeah. long <laughs> shot. You know, and he was just like, "Oh Lord, I got to work." You know, yeah. and I was like, "Yes, you do." You know, yeah. I mean, that's just where it lays for me, and I'm real hardcore that way. Yeah. So I, I knew the moment, like that, I was that was my time to exit. Yeah, and I'll mm-hmm. always do it before that happens. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's just. That's just who I am. And
0: after you, after you end something like that, do you take a period to like really recover and like you know? Well, I had been putting.
1: um, It's funny because you know somebody said Hal Prince when he would have a hit the the morning after the opening night, he would start the next project. Yeah, hit or
3: flop. It was always you have. to I had things in place, and Mm -hmm. I
1: had been in contact with all the major studios because I was you know wanting a pilot, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um, and it was my opportunity to Mm -hmm. really. To really get that, so I had things in the work, and then mm-hmm. I. Think Is that when I did you went into Spin
3: City, or was that no, no, that later? was uh,
1: this was a play, This was a pilot called Faith.
3: Oh, fabulous! Is that on yeah, YouTube? It was that CBS. sounds like There's, something I need to, yeah. to um, watch.
1: It's be funny. You know, I don't know if there is footage of that. Mm. I have the original. Mm. There were two pilots made. And this was in 94. Uh-huh. Um, I had also done a play called What's Wrong With This Picture. Oh, yeah, Donna Margulies. Yeah, yeah,
3: sure. And that was on Broadway, wasn't it? Yeah. Or, yeah. Jo-
1: uh, Joe Montello was yeah. d- directing. Mm-hmm. And Florence Stanley was in it. Right. Stiller. And, Do you know who
3: Florence yeah. Stanley is? Mm-hmm. She's like an yeah. old character actress. Oh, so funny.
1: She's a trip, man. Um but uh and it it didn't work yeah. it didn't work but um uh that that was later after the pilots yeah, you know I mean, but i had a couple of those yeah. i was looking to go different ways and zig and zag mm-hmm. i remember uh they wanted me to do Funny Girl. Oh, wow! Oh, yeah. And I was like, you know, I just did a revival of, mm, I said, you yeah. know, Barbra Streisand is so present. I don't know. This doesn't feel like the right move, you know. And then I think Mary Rogers wanted me to do Once Upon a Mattress. And, and again, it was a revival and I just, it didn't feel the right, right. thing. Did you but, never do that show? I never Once did that Rogers. show.
3: You did, you did a Mary Rogers review yes, was that? Yes, Hey Love. Yeah. Hey
1: Love. So I did a lot of the songs for that. And that was that was a great experience for yeah. me. Yeah. And I loved her. She and I became really yeah. good friends at, and, and Hank. I was very close to the two of them. Oh, Hank Gettle. Yeah, husband, Hank yeah. Gettle, yeah. But, um, you know, uh, I think you you try to capitalize on it. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And, again, it's not what you think. And mm-hmm. suddenly, it took me about five years to get back to myself after mm-hmm. that. Wow. Because it was like, oh, this isn't worthy of you. Now you're a leading lady. Yeah. And I think a character actress, you know. Yeah. Just find me a good something that I can get my teeth into, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then other people have other plans for it. But then it gets so precious that you yeah. that you just stop being yourself. You know? But it
3: must still help then that when you've become a star, then and then there things are brought to you in a way that you're not just out sort it of was, like it was. But
1: but I have to say, uh, you know, it's like Wizard of Oz behind the curtain. It's mm-hmm. it's not quite what you think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, um, you know, I I was with an agent then, and I think he freaked out. You know, he did. He, he was like, "What do we do?" Yeah. You know? And I was sort of left to my own devices because um, he got. Got very ill and sort of was out of the oh, picture sure. for a couple of years. So I really felt like I was, you know, uh, winning all the battles, losing the war, mm. you know. And uh, but again, grist for the mill. I, mm. And I, I think probably I, I don't know if I have the um, temperament to To really live in that world aggressively and, you know, uh, mm-hmm. be like a Roseanne Barr. I mean, she was sort of doing it at the time. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's yeah. very tough to be at the center of that yeah. storm mm-hmm. with your own series. Sure. And, you know, and I don't know. I, I, I'm, Again, I, I think I've been just famous enough yeah. and had my family and balance and
2: yeah.
1: uh, uh, kept with who I am. I still look at myself in the mirror and go, yeah, I can live with that that's mm. I feel good about that you mm-hmm. know
3: and how, how old was your son like when you were in guys and dolls like he wasn't born okay so then... that was
1: 92 93 uh, I did the pilot 94 then did the play and I was pregnant during the mm. so how did pregnant.
3: you deal with that being a young mother you know with
1: well you know it's funny because you don't know what you're and I always say to uh, this is one of the things I try to help with because it's It's hard being an actress, an artist, and a mother. But there is something, and this is my theory, you know, and again, it's no one thing for somebody. You have to determine what you have to do in that situation. But I was older. I was 38. Um, I had made sort of my inlaid road strong enough to really be there for my child. I still wasn't going, oh, my career, you know. I've never kind of been like that anyways. So I was really present for when he came into the world. But funnily enough, I I was a person that needed to work. Yeah. That's just that's how I'm my best mother. hmm So um I was doing a lot of group therapy at that time, you know, and uh one of the things that therapist said was, you know, be the good enough mother. And that really mm-hmm. rung true with me. Be the good enough. Good enough mother. mother. There's a book about it.
2: Oh wow. And
1: um and even when because I had a full time nanny, you know. And Henry would go, I don't want you to go away, you know. And I go, well, here's the deal. I'm going to go have a good time. You're going to have a good time. And when I come back, we're going to have a better time.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: I really wasn't into that stern and drama. And I was not yeah. going to, I was just, and I was kind of like that way about homework. I said to him, this is your homework. I'm not going to be nagging you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: At, at an early age, I was just like, son, you got to do what you got to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, this is yours. Yeah. And it kind of worked for him. Yeah. For another child, it might not, yeah. you know. But um, but I always say you want your child to see you fulfilled. Yeah.
2: That is totally. the best yeah, yeah, thing.
1: Yeah. you got to be there for them. And he was definitely the primary concern. I mean, we moved from Hastings on Hudson to L.A. Mm-hmm. Because he, it wasn't enough for him. Because we were doing eight shows a week. Right, mm. and I thought, God, we're in, we're home in the afternoon, most afternoons. Was except that, for what that your nanas. husband was
3: mostly playing in, in yeah, Yetz the pits. Went, yeah. Oh wow,
1: exactly. So, but we had full time nanny, and we were there in the afternoon when he'd come home from school, and I thought that was great. But see, all his friends, they were working parents that came home at night and put them to bed. So yeah. to him, and that, in his mind, so hey, we heard him, sold the house, moved to L.A., and um, you know, I still had to work as an actress, but. I, I switched it up, yeah. you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but I think he always, and he said, you know, that's why he feels comfortable going into it. Cause he saw me fulfilled. Yeah. Like my husband and I really liked what we did and yeah. we were still parents, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's that balance and yeah. you gotta have the right partner and you know, mm-hmm. you gotta, you gotta have the right combination, you know? But I wasn't going to be my inauthentic self. I wasn't somebody who was like, I'm going to be there for my child and not work anymore. Yeah. And, and, cause sometimes people are martyrs when they yeah. do that. So mm-hmm. see, that's inauthentic.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and if, that's and it,
1: what they really see.
0: And as a kid, when you see your parents unhappy, it's like you want to save them and help exactly. them. And that. creates so it, a weird thing. It starts dysfunction. Resentment. Yeah. It's, so you have yeah. to
1: really be careful. And nobody's perfect. You know, I mean, sure. I'm sure, you know, I did a million things wrong. Right. But... The point is, I was present. My husband was present. We always had him at the, at the um, yeah. front.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what will this do for Henry? What can we do for? But we still had to be ourselves within mm-hmm. it. And there's something about living in the, you know, you have to be um, flexible yeah. within that. Mm-hmm. You know, and spin it in some ways. Well, in mm-hmm. a way, it's a
3: gift. I mean, in this modern world, you know, all the even the traditional idea of how to make a living or have a home or a family has been so messed up mm-hmm. in the economy and just the way different industries work that this kind of flexibility is actually such a, a skill that in itself it, nowadays. It
1: really is, you know. And I, I think you just have to find your combination of what, what that is. But um, but I, I think cutting yourself off from, I, I to me, I think that's the first thing the kid sees.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Well, not also, what you say, not what you do, it's how yeah. how you look, how you get up every day, how you feel, you know, I think they're, they're to you.
3: Yeah. And this, and this, now that there's such a, now even with your son grown up, mm-hmm. it's not something where you're an empty nester that has to reinvent their life. I mean, your, mm-hmm. your trajectory just continues. Absolutely. And that's a great
1: example that. And set. exactly. And, and I think. You know, I'm not going, oh, when are you going to come home? You know, yeah. of course, I, I love I love him. I when he comes home, he's like the center of my world. And yeah. now he has a girlfriend. And I'm like, I got another daughter, you know, mm. just like I love doing things for them. I can't mm. do enough. You Is know? she
3: an artist also? Oh,
1: she's a big YouTube star.
3: You oh, know? wow. Yeah. How cool. Elise,
1: Elise Tarot. T-R-O-U-W, yeah. T-R-O-U-W. Big, she's a woman drummer, and she plays oh, all these instruments and stuff, you know. Oh, oh
3: you're, you guys could just have the Prince Family Band. I mean. and,
1: oh, oh, she's just marvelous. She's yeah. yeah. so smart and does these Great. videos. And I, I just, I'm wild about her, you know. Yeah. But, um, uh, and they work together sometimes, you know. But, um, you know, it's just, uh, that's been a joy for me because mm-hmm. when he comes I mean we really get on he works for his dad he just did In the Heights at Sacramento Music Center. oh I mm-hmm. saw you posted a cute the, picture yeah, of them played the guitar yeah. you know he's a very good guitar player but he you know he likes to he's a music producer in, in LA and does his own thing and, and I sit in that sandbox with him just like I do with my students yeah. and I'll say to him so what are you feeling what do you think mm-hmm. you know and like sometimes he'll say to me I'm not sure what to do next and I go well welcome to our world Yeah, you know mm-hmm. good for you let's sit in it you know so um and it's been fun because he allows me to be part of that but I'm not jumping in to fix it either yeah you know Mm -hmm. yeah it's like sometimes all I need to do is just hang in there with him yeah
3: well that's a that's a very that's an intimate connection for him to have with you you know I mean I mean I'm close with my parents in a way but I never want to share with them the indecision or the not knowing, I don't feel comfortable in that space with Well, them, maybe because they
1: don't understand, I don't know yeah. what they do, no, I don't but, think but they maybe do, they, yeah. you know, cause they, it's a very They want to solve
3: it and, and the problem, mm-hmm.
1: you know. Right. And that's, that's what you don't need when you're sitting yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. You really mm-hmm. want somebody just to hang out. Go good. You good? Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. What are you thinking? You know, just kind of mess around in it with you. Yeah. You know, it's like and that Bette Midler
0: song to comfort you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try to, you know, I'm just here to comfort you. Yeah. Um,
3: so, okay. How do you do that for yourself then? I mean, you get, you know, I assume you get calls to do these concerts in different places where it's just a matter of you showing up and delivering, you know, for example here. Um, and then you get either offers or auditions for different plays and TV shows and movies and whatever. Do you think proactively when you see the gaps in between those things Or, or is there things that are your... Sort of it's a, that's a good
1: question. I've shifted in the last few years because my teaching has really become a big part of me, and um,
3: uh, even that. Where I mean, I, I know that you teach, but where? How do you? Where do you teach? And who do you? Well, teach? Well, it's how just, it teach?
1: sort of fell into my lap. Uh, these conferences, the the cabaret conference. I started out the Yale cabaret conference, yeah. And then Tim Shaw runs a, a great program called the St. Louis Cabaret Conference, and um, that's where Marilyn and I really mm-hmm. got to know each other and, and taught together and then uh, Marilyn May yeah Marilyn yes. May yeah and, the, marvelous uh, Marilyn May. the marvelous Marilyn May marvelous <laughs> Marilyn May at the Rolls Royce oh my god <laughs> incredible um uh, I'm a, I'm she's my hero yeah Uh But uh, I ran the pro track there with um, um, Alex Ryback. One year with uh, a couple years with Alex. One year with Ted Firth. You know, Mm, and you take people that um, because they are on different levels of you know they're wanting to do cabaret, and some of these people have other lives. They're lawyers. They're psychiatrists. I mean, they've gone other ways, but they come back to singing, Uh and and some of them really uh, have done shows and they want to go to the next level. You know, so you work with them,
3: and that that's just a short period of time Yeah, it's like 10 days. One St. in St. Louis and one in New Haven. Yeah,
1: but the New Haven, or Rabel ran that one and okay. passed, so that that one. But I think there's one at the O'Neill that yeah, uh, Sir John McDaniel, John McDaniel yeah. does. Um, and it's fabulous because you get a lot of different teachers. It's, it's yeah. really intense and... Uh, and and they're good people too. They yeah. they want the positive. It's not like the old school where they break you down, build yeah. you break yeah. up. You know, I can't stand that show. Yeah. But um, and I'm not like that at all. It's like how how do we find your authentic self? And but sometimes it's very emotional. Yeah. Um, because some people have never really gotten to the bone of that. You mm-hmm. know, and again, you just sit in it with them. And but you have to have responsible. You know. Um, Good meaning people yeah. to be able mm-hmm. to to sit in that, and mm-hmm. I think uh, Tim Shaw has picked an ama- amazing group of people to do that, and and all the, you know, Michael Orland and Hisha mm-hmm. uh, McPhee and uh, uh, Karen Mason does it sometimes. in Hampton Calloway, I mean, uh, just, he's just had some marvelous yeah. teachers and and people there, and. Um, uh, it's and and that started me um, doing more master classes at like universities, mm-hmm. right? So uh, a PCPA, I do a couple times a Oh sure, a year like Pacific, that Irvine
3: or no Pacific Santa it's,
1: it's it's Santa Maria Santa actually. Maria, yeah. It's above like Santa Barbara, yeah, on, like um, Los Olivos. It's mm-hmm. it's that line, but it's yeah. it's above there. Mm-hmm. And they have been a terrific program. So um, uh, my friend and and colleague in... We go down there and do those brainstorm sessions, and um, but I've worked and coached, and then I coach privately. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, I'll get students that will continue with me.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: um, probably on a roster, I have like mm, seventy-five to a hundred. People not at, at the same time, yeah. but people will go back. Yeah. Like I need this. Can can we? Can I get a session in? Yeah. You know, and um, and it ranges. Sometimes it's getting material for somebody. Somebody. Yeah. Sometimes it's looking at material. Sometimes it's um, putting an act together. You know, yeah. like you've done. Sometimes it's um, getting into school. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's getting out of school, knowing where to go, what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, just I help them make a checklist because it's so um, abstract what we yeah. do. Mm-hmm. And my my philosophy is it's really not as abstract as you think. It's (laughs) more like your own private company. You Mm -hmm. have to start laying down the road for yourself. Now, the road can go different ways, but at least you're going to make the attempt to have a plan. The plan might change. But if you don't lay down the plan and check off the boxes, how are you going to give yourself a deadline, Mm -hmm. get to accomplish something? Mm -hmm. So I just try to reel it in, and I'm a really good listener. My dad was a nuclear engineer. I don't have his brain for physics, but, <laughs> but I like puzzles. And yeah. I, you know, that's where my mind sort of goes to. And I really just listen. It
3: obviously know? fuels you. I mean, it just seems oh. there's like a richness of like, you know... Just oozing I, out of you.
1: I love it so much. I can't tell you. And do you they, they think about be...
3: directing, like not just cabaret shows, but you know? Yes, and I've been asked this year.
1: I co-directed the Tempest oh, in wow. Oklahoma. My friend Mark Fry, who uh, runs the uh, Tulsa Performing Arts Center down there, and I had worked with him in um through Kristen Chenoweth's boot camp, which I've done. Oh, in, sure. For, yeah, Richard uh, Alexander three, was telling Yeah, three years, yeah. and I have worked with Richard. Um, that was another place. And and Mark's just created a whole life for me down in Oklahoma and he said yeah. you know i think you're a director and i said well i don't i don't know about that i like i like the individual minutiae getting into the mm-hmm. character talking yeah. about it i said i'm not so interested in the whole format yeah i don't know if i'd want to take that on and it's funny because i was watching fossey verdon i know i'm like throwing around but she was like that see she liked the minutiae yeah
0: yeah i
1: was when i saw that i went yeah that's me you yeah. know i like talking about the context for instance the woman um Uh, Sarah Phoenix um, directed the whole project down Mm, there and mm -hmm. it was like the public you know we brought in groups from the Mm -hmm. neighborhoods doing the drumming and Mm -hmm. Ballywood you know know, uh, the dancers the Indian dancers and and it was a huge diverse project and Mm -hmm. there were so many people that came in I mean Mark did an amazing job doing it but it was a huge project. So she had laid down the blocking. Yeah. And then I would go in and work with the cast. Yeah. And all my friends were like, really? You're doing The Tempest? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking it's like a musical. Yeah. I'm thinking it's just like a musical. And it sort of was. Well, they
3: say that uh, about Shakespeare, uh, actually. It does. You Have you not done any Shakespeare yourself? I have.
1: I have done it. I know? would think
3: you would have done it. And I'm,
1: I'm good at sort of breaking it down. Yeah. And, um, like, I make all my students, I, if you said this as yourself, what would it sound like? Mm-hmm. R- you know, write the monologue log form, Yeah. Me. And then we have to put that into the syntax and the mm-hmm. iambic pentameter, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, iambic pentameter, pen I can't even say that. But um, it was interesting because she had laid it all out. And then I got in a circle with them, and I said, so you, how did you get on this island when this happened? I said, and why do you get to be the boss of him? And he goes, well, because I was in a tree, and I was stuck in a tree, and he got you down. And I said, he got you down, and now he owns you? I mean, how do you feel about that? (laughs) You know? And he goes... I'm I'm really pissed. I said, "Why?" He said, "Because he keeps telling me I'm going to be freed, and I'm not." And I said, "We got to get that in there." Yeah. He yeah. "Those are real stakes." Yeah. See, I got to see that somewhere. It can't be all like, "Oh, I'll just do what he says." And no, underneath, you're fueled by anger because he mm-hmm. won't let you go. Mm-hmm. Got to see that, babe. And were,
3: yeah, you, you yeah. went to CCM, is that mm-hmm. right? And were you taught all that stuff there? Did you come no, out of that program? Uh, no, I was taught
1: some things, but I would go into the arts and science building and, like, work for directors. I did Shakespeare on my own there. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I created my own program because I, I thought they're never going to give me enough acting. And acting was what I was leading with. Yeah. I mean, it was what the thing I, I felt most comfortable. I mean, know? that's
3: interesting because that's supposed to be one of the more well-rounded... Actual, you know, full. It is, and I th- theater, and
1: I think probably they have more acting than when I was there. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to realize I was there in seventy five. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, seventy five to seventy nine. But one of the things they did,
3: I know they'd had like, <laughs> like Pam Myers and like Leroy Eames yeah. had gone yeah. there. I
1: mean, Jim Walton, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, well, Kim Criswell who went to London. Oh you sure, know, yeah. sang with EMI, but Vicky Lewis, Jason Grae. Oh, great people. Uh, yeah. You know, Kevin McCollum, you know, was a big <laughs> producer. Sure, yeah. um, Leslie Kritzer. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like yeah. a lot of great, great, great performers and and many more. I mean, yeah. there's so many more. I'm totally. not, yeah. but you know, any program is not going to give you everything. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just not. And, and I have friends at Northwestern, you know, they were all the brainiacs, you know, but mm-hmm. my friend Karen Carney will say to me, you know, but you were more prepared for the business than I was. Mm-hmm. And it's because they didn't really focus on the performance aspect mm-hmm. of it. No program is going to give you everything. So, You have to not let, what is the best program then you? fill in yourself oh, right? Mm-hmm. and um, you know I studied with people like E. Catherine Kerr who we just lost I mean mm-hmm. a great great actress Chris Durang I mean she was his muse oh, you know wow. Laughing Wild she did Club Nine she wrote these books called The Four Principles of Acting I mean I remember I learned so much from her just working with her and I was like man you are the shit like I didn't know <laughs> I can do that I don't know how you do it she goes well take my creative explosion class
0: <laughs> <laughs> done done and done
1: done and done I said but like to Tonight, what were you thinking? Because she was doing this, uh, Andre's mother, you know, Terrence McNally yeah. piece. And she would, I mean, she would just, she was marvelous. And I thought, I know I have that ability. Like, I'm just missing this one thing. And like I said tonight, what were you thinking? Because she was so present. She said, you don't want to know. And I went, oh, I do. <laughs> she said, mm, you really don't. And I went, oh, I do. She said, my feet were killing me. Hmm. And I went, damn, that is present. Yeah. And so when I took her class, I knew what she meant. Meaning you can use anything yeah. in the moment mm-hmm. where you're at to feed. Sure. So it doesn't have to, you, you don't dry up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So eight shows a week, where am I? I was late today. I was pissed, you mm-hmm. know. Okay, that's where I'm at. Let's jump. Yeah. yeah.
0: And that seems to be such a, a theme through everything you talked about is just really feeling the moment and yeah. the space and listening. I mean, that's... that's right. And is that something you really just had to learn, or did you I think it's collectively that,
1: what I've gathered throughout, and I would always go, "Ooh, that's good,"
0: you mm-hmm. know. And
1: I, I mean, I'm kind of like that with religions too, yeah. Not because of the religion, but the spirituality. It's well, like it's when very meditative,
0: spe- you know. It's yeah, and it's like Joseph feeling? Campbell,
1: you know. He basically mm-hmm. says it's all the same. It's like what you hear, you know. I'm a little mm-hmm. Eckhart Tolle. Mm-hmm. I'm a little. I there's some Jewish in there. There's you know. Uh, Buddhist, Uh you know, uh I'll take whatever and, and just collect it and put it in my Mm -hmm. bag. I'm like that about acting. Mm -hmm. You know, I think uh, a lot of me is Meisner, you know, mm -hmm. but you know, I take some of it, I, I, I might put a little of this, a little of that in it, you know, mix it up. I think it's whatever makes it real for you. So you're not playing at, you're taking off the mask, mm-hmm. as uh, Annette Benning says, you know. Mm-hmm. Finding your way in, just sitting in it and being, you know, mm-hmm. breathing. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, this is me now. You know, and I'll say sometimes to actors, like, how are you like this character? How are you not like this character? Mm-hmm. Let's find the, the balance mm-hmm. in that, mm-hmm. you know. And... Um, what have you got in your arsenal now that you can connect to? Especially when you do cold reads, it's like, mm-hmm. what can I take with me immediately? Well, I haven't had this happen to me, but I did have that, so I'll substitute that. Mm-hmm. Or I didn't have this happen to me, but I remember my friend had that. I'll go through those doors. Mm-hmm. You go know? through those doors. Yeah. That's a great way to put I'll, it. I'll just, I'll just edge through that. And a lot of times, I mean, it's fun. for some reason, my best friend's mother... Catherine Barlow, I've I've been able to really go through her doors a lot for some reason. She's been really uh, innovative.
3: Best friend when you were a kid, yeah. Like those well, no, are... no,
1: no. Since I was an adult, just... but she
3: made that kind of yes, impression on you. It was wow. just
1: um, I've used her a lot. My grandmother, yeah. My aunt Glenda, mm-hmm. yeah. My mother, sure. You know, uh, people like that, and um, you know, occasionally my father or my brother, um, just just. Understand, it's understanding humanity.
2: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. It's humanity. Yeah. And that's the other thing I speak to in people because they, oh, well, it wasn't perfect. Well, good. Because yeah. humanity isn't perfect, right? Babe. Yeah. Yeah. It's flawed.
0: And that's not fun to watch either. No, no. it is not.
1: Uh-uh. I said, the complexity, like you said, in that moment. Saying it uh,
0: the hacky. Uh, chimney. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It,
1: yeah. it does have yeah. to be those two forces. Yeah, cause she she didn't. That's what's so tragic about. She didn't mean it to push him away. Yeah, yeah. But she did.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, wow, <laughs> that's wonderful. Um, uh, so well, two player game. I do, but I just want to ask her one more thing right. because I heard somewhere that uh, your audition for Guys and Dolls and somehow this was reminding me of it that you sang something wonderful as Miss Adelaide I did yes. <laughs> can you um, tell I us did. about that yeah
1: well I I tell students all the time I said take your intelligence with you yeah right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what does that mean taking a song sometimes and making it what you need it to be because we were not allowed to do the lament for the audition mm-hmm. at least the first couple and I don't I don't know that I ever did the I don't think i ever did the lament and i was in there five times Mm. i
3: see i was surprised when i heard the story that you even did audition because didn't you have a tony nomination from jerry from robbins broadway Oh
1: yeah honey but i don't know what planet you're on (laughs) i've mostly had to audition for everything in my life and and that was the other thing about fossey verdon i thought was really good and she said but well i did this and they go yeah but they don't know if you could do that and i thought boy mm, i really and you know i don't even get upset about things like that anymore -hmm. I just take control of it. It's like First Wives Club. They they the producer came to Sacramento, took me out to dinner, and then it was like, "But we need you to sing these songs."
3: You auditioned for First Wives Club, sure.
1: But this (gasps) is what I did. (laughs) They were so lucky to have you. You were the star. Well, you know what? Here's what I did. I said, "Here's what I'll do. I'm not singing your R and B song because." A, I don't know if it's going to work or not. Yeah. So right. I don't want to be the guinea pig for that. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. You might be
3: cutting that song in a it's, couple of months.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I said, and I don't really do R and B. I will do it, and I will learn to do it, and I it, did it. Uh, uh, yeah. But uh, um, but I said, here's what I'll do. I'll give you two numbers that I think are my Brenda no, the that middle role. Right. Good. Yeah. And I said, and, and it's funny, I use Crossword Puzzle as one of them because, again, mm, she was perfect. smart, yes. right? And I kept trying to use Morty instead of Hecky, right? Uh-huh. Morty!
3: Because <laughs> that's the husband! Right? Yeah. Morty,
1: Morty, Morty? Morty, Morty. yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> but I had been doing it so long that I couldn't get Hecky out of it. So John Boswell, who's my pianist in L.A., he was Oh, the I love him. My, He's oh, um, Casino. Yes, I love him yeah. so much. He, he said, and we kept doing it, and I kept saying Hecky. <laughs> and I kept doing, yeah. and I kept saying Hecky, and he looked at me and goes, Faith, is it Hecky or is it Morty? Uh-huh. And I said, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. So the next morning, of course, he lives right across from the church where we auditioned. You know? Oh, random! And um, so we went to I uh, went to his place and we ran through everything. And he said, So what's it going to be? And I said, It's going to be Hecky, but I'll, I'm going to make a statement at the beginning. And he said, Okay. Uh-huh. So I walked in, and of course, everybody was there. Holland, Dozier Holland, oh, wow. the director, You know, Simon Phillips, like, uh, the choreographer, everybody was in the room. And I said, so here's what I'd like to do for you. This, um, I'm going to share these two numbers with you. And that's another thing I tell students. You're there to share. Yeah. You're not there to impress. Mm. You're there to express, right? Mm. But something about that, even when I'm doing my act, this is all I got. Oh, I, this is what I got to share with you, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, this is what I'd like to share with you. And I said, "In this first number... Every time you hear "Hecky, I need you to think Morty." So I'm going to make you work too. <laughs> and I did it. And then I did he was too good to me. Oh yeah. Be beautiful. And then the last thing he was too good to be true, mm. which is nobody ever finds that lyric because meaning that he was he did this for me, he treated me like a queen, he did this, but at the end he was too good to be true, which mm. means he wasn't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I thought that contrast, you know. Yeah. And then I got, you know, I got the job. Yeah. But, um. But I like strategically yeah. doing. I mean, there's a lot of strategy, and I've heard B.D. Wong say this. That's that's how he started getting parts. He put a lot into his audition material. Mm-hmm. He, he really went to the mat he really thought about it he put himself out there mm-hmm. and it became fun for him to mm-hmm. go yeah. oh this is what I gotta show you it was like your own little act I mean I can get like chills thinking yeah. about it and I was the same way I was like okay how can I get I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull myself from the fray by doing this mm-hmm. and Guys mm-hmm. and Dolls was one of them because I thought everybody thinks of that character it's like no you know and I went no what is her dilemma Mm-hmm. What is her dilemma? I knew that was that was the key into her. So when I found I woke up from a dream, and it's funny because Victoria Clark had done that something wonderful in her act, mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, God, there's so much more to that song. I always heard just Lady Tiang mm-hmm. you know, uh, singing it, but I thought, no, the lyrics really they could apply to Nathan Detroit, mm-hmm. you know, and Scott Frankel. Mm. was the one, my pianist. And he oh, wow. wrote an arrangement, and it didn't sound like it sounded different. Yeah. You know, when you put it in a different context. And he helped me get that. And so when I did that, and I had my gloves and my little hat, it was the only time, you know, I don't normally take props in, but mm. just for some reason it was going to make me... There was a properness to me. And, and it's funny, I, I you know, just saw a production of Guys and Dolls, and it was good, but the girl didn't get this... She was a lady, even though she was a hot box girl and and engaged for 14 years, which really meant she was sleeping with him, which was improper for the time. And put a stamp on you, you know. And there was something about Adelaide that she was a lady through all of that. And I loved the push-pull of that. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. that element really has to be there. You know, if you do it crassly or she's like, you know, there's something kind of vampy or trashy about her. It mm-hmm. doesn't have the same impact. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have that I'm always looking for the push pull. Mm-hmm. Hannigan hated the kids, but any time a man would come in, she would like her voice vocally would yeah. change. You know, yeah, oh yeah. there you are. Let me tell you something. <laughs> you know? And the contrast of yeah. that to me is what's yeah, funny, right? Totally. So I'm always looking for that push pull. So when I did something wonderful and I started it, he will not always say <laughs> <laughs> What you would have him say. Oh, my God. But now and then he'll say something wonderful. <laughs> and, I mean, I kept it straight as an arrow, you know, and then you get to the need, you know. And, I mean, I was just, like, on the verge and you give it high stakes. Uh-huh. And you could see all of them going, shit, what is this from? Jesus, God. What this, is this you from? Know, they yeah. just, it just... It took their heads off, you know? Wow. And then I was like, okay, okay, okay.
3: And everybody else must have been coming in doing like Marilyn Monroe songs or something, right. you You're know? Right. Mm-hmm.
1: So it's just, I always say to people, you know, take your intelligence in with you, strategize, really put the depth behind it. That's yeah. why you've you got to give it everything you got. That's how you do the work mm-hmm. and get the part. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Take the responsibility. Don't put it on them. What do they want to see? We don't really care. Yeah. The only thing you can own is what you've got to bring to it mm-hmm. and you've got to commit to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, and even with these, you know, people do, you know, uh, self-tapes now. Yeah. And I'll say, do a couple. Send it. Oh, they only want one. We'll send a couple anyways. Make yeah. them choose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just think out of the box. and yeah. I'm, I'm irreverent that way. Yeah. And mm-hmm. always have been. Yeah. And, and I'm good with that Yeah. but you have to be good with right. that I, mm-hmm. I can't determine that for you you've you got to be your risk take it's like me saying y- do you need another girl
2: yeah Yeah. <laughs>
1: totally. and getting my first job yeah it wasn't uh, nasty it was uh, like hey you need anybody else
0: yeah
3: have you also uh, very Fanny Bryce yeah <laughs> totally yeah. have you pers- uh, has there been anything else that you've actually pursued like that you know
1: um have I a good question uh i don't think so well not yet which is odd um the only thing i thought they missed a little chance on was me doing hello dolly i think i'm a perfect dolly oh, well because we agree
3: yeah and it's not too late and um that's actually a good transition because <laughs> exactly. our game that we play with all our guests oh, really? is called um well you know the game marry fuck kill where you get like three people and you say no, who you'd I don't sleep actually. with and who you would um, have sex with and who you would marry just you, who you would by process of elimination gets the axe. But so our version is Dolly Concert Kill. Oh. And we'll give you three performers. One that you want to see as Dolly Levi. One that you would like to see in concert. And one that has to... Go away. Um, and it's not against that person. It's just you know. No, wait. So, yeah. Let
1: me understand this. I have to tell you somebody. We'll, I think no, okay. we'll tell you we'll three, give you three
3: options. Oh, oh, based on okay. So obviously, we'll Liza this. is one. Yeah. So we'll give you Liza Minnelli as and then as Dolly. Well, you'll choose if she's Dolly or if you see her in concert or if you're going to.
1: Oh, I, I see. Oh, I get yeah. to pick one of yes. the three. like yeah. go away. Yeah,
3: exactly. Okay,
1: I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't so, understand uh, that. Well, I'm well, a little slow. No, you're perfect. <laughs> no, no, perfect.
0: It's, uh, Judy Holliday, I think maybe. It's a good one. We talked about her. Yeah. Marilyn May. <laughs> yes,
3: yes.
1: Okay, so who is it now?
3: So Judy Holiday, Liza Minnelli, and Marilyn
1: May. Okay.
3: One Dolly, one in concert, and one out the door.
1: Wow. Well, you really. You, you <laughs> <that's> <laughs> <that>. <laughs> hmm. Well, I, I love Judy Holiday, but I don't see her as Dolly, oddly yeah. enough. Mm-hmm. Um, Dolly's have to be, um, and this is interesting because Marilyn's an interesting gal. Uh, but she has a daughter, and there is a caretaking part of her. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that has to be an element, not that you have to have a child. Yeah. Because the, the thing I always say about Jerry Herman is he wrote mother like roles, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. mother roles, but mother like.
2: Yeah. yeah, totally. And
1: even for men who played women, they were mother-like. Yeah. mother right? mm-hmm. like. Totally. Yeah. Which w- always attracted to me because I was naturally codependent. Um, <laughs> right. uh, yeah. And and even being a mother, it really struck a chord with me. So probably I would love to see Marilyn May as Dolly. Yeah. yeah totally. That would make sense to me. In concert, um it's funny, I I I love Judy Holiday on screen and I think she was so intelligent and so brilliant. I would have to say Liza Minnelli in concert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I don't I don't see that being the element for Judy Holiday, right, yeah. even though I have such regard and um, I don't even know though that I would have wanted to meet her because I think she was a very complex mm-hmm. person yeah. I think that complexity worked for her on screen mm-hmm. and stuff but I, I I, heard through some friends that she was very depressed mm-hmm. and you know again you are what you are I, not not that I can't hang with that yeah. but I have a feeling there was a darkness there that maybe to be around wouldn't mm-hmm. have been the mm-hmm. most enlightening thing mm-hmm. you sure. know yeah. um, which is why she always intrigued me mm-hmm. you know but her intelligence, her, you know, um, her IQ was like 185. I mean, wow. I know a lot yeah. about her. Yeah. Know? So that that would be my choices. Good. Wonderful.
3: Were they around um, uh, Comden and Green when you were doing Bells Are Ringing?
1: Was I around? Were they
3: Were they around with you when you guys were doing Bells Are Ringing? Oh yes. Were they part oh, of definitely, that process?
1: Definitely. In fact, I always thought I really reminded Betty Comden of Judy Holiday. Yeah, sure. There was an essence. And there was there was some you know like um, I don't know I just always felt like something about me reminded uh, m- reminded her of her and I think there was because you know Betty started out I believe being the performer
3: right weren't they all had an act and, the three of them had an
1: and act but Judy was the writer and oh. then Judy at, was it upstairs or the downstairs I hope I'm telling this right. She started performing and that her career really took off. And yeah. then Betty became more of the writer. Interesting. And I I, th- I think there was a lot of you know I just imagined, I'm pretty perceptive yeah. girl, that there was just a lot going on there. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well. So At least she got to at least she got to see it come back in such a glorious. Oh my uh, god. Fashion. And I had
1: really um I I did fight for that role.
3: Mm. See, I'm surprised See? to hear that too. I would have thought oh, that was a well. I had done a concert with
1: Tina Landau at um, Kennedy Center. It mm. was at, like one of those you know on book. Oh, before you guys did it in mm-hmm. New York. Oh, weird. And then uh, I had gotten Little Me, and Betty oh, Betty was happened. upset because I took that because we were going to go. Um, they they said they were going to go in the production, but they couldn't find a producer. Mm. And the Dodgers were going to produce it, and then the Dodgers fell out, and they didn't have a producer, and I had to make a decision because it was going to go in the next season for little me. Mm-hmm. And I took it thinking that maybe the next season they'd find their producer. Yeah, she really was upset at me. Mm. So then they went off to find another Ella. Wow. And Tina Landa and I were very upset about that, you know. But I had to live with my choices because I, I mean, I had taken the other show, right? So I'll never forget that. Um, It's funny. I didn't think of that. But in a way, I had to refight for it. Yeah. So I said to Tina, how do I, how do I deal with this? And she said, just hang on, just hang on. And they had auditioned so many people, you know. And at one point, I thought Kristen was going to do it, right? Mm, But I thought to myself, she was young for it because mm-hmm. the whole thing in that role is, you know, she doesn't have that many chances yeah. for that time. Yeah. It's like she's she's sort of let her life go by a little bit. Yeah. So she wasn't young in her prime having a million chances. Yeah. I mean that's mm-hmm. one of the stakes of that piece, right? That sure. mm-hmm. she's sort of trapped in this, you know, answering service and, and he calls her mom. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's it's exactly. Like, yeah. So it's um to to have somebody vibrant in their, you know, you know, thirty or yeah. You know, yeah. late twenties. It's not as exciting as thirty-nine yeah. or forty. Totally, you know, totally. so um, anyways, I'll never forget. Tina goes, "It's not looking good right now, but don't lose hope." Mm. And I said, "Okay," because I think they were they were looking at Kristen Chenoweth. I got on a plane, and i again. I always look for signs. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know when they're going to come to me, but I had a crossword puzzle, New York Times crossword puzzle, and in it was like you know, composer, and it was something like composer of Funny Girl. Uh-huh. And I went, Julie Stein. <laughs> and I went, he's still pulling for me. <sighs> like, I really had that, and I thought, he hasn't given up on me yet. And I, I knew him, I had met him during, mm-hmm. you know, Jerome Robbins. Oh, and I course. went, I think I'm not going to give up on that. And turns out, I, I never forget, I came back from a, a holiday in the uh, Caribbean And Tina called me up, and she said, now's your chance. you got to go in, because we really haven't nailed it. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I was so conflicted, Mm because I had to audition. Mm -hmm. And and I said, any advice? And she said, go with love. Hmm. It was the greatest piece, because I let everything go, Mm -hmm. and I just showed what I got. And Mitchell Maxwell was the producer, and he just said, what have we been doing? For six, eight months, mm. nine months.
3: Hey, didn't you already sing? I'm going back at the Carnegie Hall yeah. with mm-hmm.
1: that. I mean, oh, <laughs> so, I had done a million. To the days. outside
3: eye, it was such a like fate <laughs> complete yeah. that you were but hi, obviously. Right? Uh, I mean, that's but crazy. See, but you
1: see how things. And this, this is the kind. That's why I liked that series because these are the things behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And she got really hurt that I chose that. And it's business. Yeah. I'm just mm-hmm. trying to make a living. Yeah. I'm supposed to wait for something that might happen. Yeah. I mean, you know. But people take it personally. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah and it's okay.
1: Do. And that but that's why I say to people, you've got to really Be your own advocate Mm -hmm. and know yourself and be strong in yourself and give yourself credit in the bank and be so strong to be in this business. Mm -hmm. You got to love yourself. You got to really, you're okay. You're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and you can't just. You've got to find ways to get strength. That's why you have to have spirituality. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why, maybe not religion, but spirituality. you got to believe in that, you mm-hmm. know. you got to build your home. you got to have a family. you got to have people that love you. And your family doesn't have to be children and, you know, two point whatever. It, it could be a dog and, and good friends, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It could be a goldfish mm-hmm. and, or, mm-hmm. and a snake. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alex? <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you know what I'm saying. You... you you gotta have that yeah. base yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. these are the requirements and these are some of the things that I talk to, to yeah. people about it's not just the per- the performing is really the icing on the cake mm. it's everything under that to build that strong base mm. so and, and I like to talk about the things that are hard to talk about mm-hmm. I like to I always think from an experience what am I going to take from this and really this is hard this is yeah. like replacing you know mm-hmm. replacing is a whole other thing trying to appease to what's there and yet be your own person and slowly find things you know there's there's a there's a whole art to that mm-hmm. so you don't push away a whole cast mm-hmm. right oh yeah mm-hmm. but you be true to yourself yeah you got to find that balance you know but I like I like talking about things like that these mm-hmm. are the kind of things the minutia yeah I, I like really getting into you know yeah. fascinates me yeah. and I think about it and I get up every morning excited to know what the signs are where I'm going who I'm sharing with Mm -hmm. and that's why I just will never be that bitter jaded when things people go oh you know you're not taking the cake in no not my thing you know of course it hurts I mean I have a couple of days where I don't want to talk to anybody Mm -hmm. you know but it's not the end of the world Mm -hmm. and it just wasn't meant to be and honestly going through all of that not even getting a nomination or not being the kind of play I thought it would be Mm -hmm. that would have hurt worse
0: Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. right yeah you know Yeah. Right.
1: So you just, you have to really take it in stride. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean taking it in. I give myself 48 hours usually to really go there. And then it's just like, girlfriend, you got to cut bait and let's go Mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. You know,
3: that's a good combination of. Feeling, feeling your feelings it. and yeah. moving on with yeah. your life. and sometimes yeah. it's longer
1: than 48 hours, right. you know. Yeah. It takes me a little. It's like, <laughs> not quite there yet. I used to say to my son, let's have the feelings and then we'll solve the problem. Yeah, and right. I'd look over and i go, are we good? And he goes, <laughs> holding his finger yeah. up, you know, like, give me, <sighs> give me another minute.
3: Well, I'm not giving up on uh, the Dolly dream. I want you to do a crossword puzzle and (laughs) see Jerry Herman, and we'll we'll see what comes next with that.
1: You know, I just thought, God, I'm the perfect, because I'm so, like, a natural caretaker. I was always a good babysitter. In fact, all my kids in Lynchburg became, like, these great... Well, they became actors, but then they became, like, head of the arts projects there. And they've gone on to really do some major things in the high school in the Virginia Commonwealth, you know, the arts program Mm -hmm. there, you know. Because instead of watching TV, I used to play show tunes and make them, you know, get up and do it. So they all got involved. It was so funny. Their parents were not exactly happy with me at the time. But <sighs> it was they did great things, you know. Yeah. But um I've always been that girl, camp counselor, mm-hmm. you know
3: commandeering a, with yeah, charm. Yeah. yeah, I
1: was an RA in, in, in college, resident right. advisor, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I always had a good floor and I was like, please floor. just don't like pull the fire extinguisher off the wall, please, right. please. Let's just say we did and don't do that. <laughs> right. so I gotta go to <laughs> rehearsal, but I'll be there for you at three AM if you right, need right. me. You right. know what I mean? Right. So uh, and, and I kind of was a parent yes, like that too. Yeah. I was like, Henry, just, <laughs> You got to let me know where you're at. Got it? Got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it somehow worked with him. You know, yeah. it might not have worked if sure. I had four children. So yeah. I don't mean to say I've always got it. No, no, no. Up, but case know. by case. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Creates but, a and that's why I just thought Dolly was innovative, resourceful. I just totally. thought, wow. boy, I am the guy. She
3: still is. And
1: Jerry Herman said to me, you know, boy, you'd really turn it on its ear. You yeah, know? for sure. He's right. I would.
3: Was uh, it Kennedy Center Honors or something? You did something on TV or you I, were singing. Great performances with the Boston Pops. Yes, right. -hmm. I
1: did so long, dear. And he he coached us, you know. Wonderful. It
3: was great. It was so brilliant. This revival has not played London. That's the tour cool. continues. There's all kind of, and not to mention the fact that, you know, you have many, many Dolly Levi years left. So there you, you could know. do a lot before you, you even get you, to you Dolly Levi.
1: It just wasn't the right timing right, or yeah. whatever. And and that's what I'm saying. I I think I've always kept my eye on what's real, yeah. what I can live with. Yeah. Being my authentic self. I've never done something I was sorry, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. sorry for and uh, or or did it for just you know reasons. I've been very um, mindful. Yes, you mindful. know, and and that I can all live with. And and I I feel like my son's a great kid. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I'm I'm good. Yeah, and know? that's such
0: good advice to all. You know, if there's any actors out there listening or performers, it's like being mindful and knowing yourself and not yeah. taking things too seriously. Yeah. Like that's yeah. such good advice for the biz.
1: Yeah, I mean, no names. I, I don't want to reveal anything. But like, I was talking to a producer last night, and. You Know there was somebody coming in and people wanted them, him to produce them, and he, he didn't believe in that, mm-hmm. you know, situation it would have made him a lot of money.
0: Mm-hmm. But in
1: he just was like, You know, I, I can't for myself go, you go to see this, like he's mm-hmm. he because he's an artist too. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of integrity, you know, I think we've lost that yeah. somewhat, oh, yeah. you know. Um, and I and I, I said to him, I was like, God. I loved you before. I love you even more now because yeah. you know there it, it still exists in this world. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. so I think I think those things are important, and it doesn't mean you know life or death if somebody does it and makes money. But mm-hmm. I think when you when you have uh, you take your work that seriously of what you're producing, you believe in, mm-hmm. and even if it, maybe not make the most money, but you believe in what yeah. what it puts out into the world. I think you know. I think that counts. It counts, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, and for if you're me.
3: producing something with that kind of care and love and conscientious attention, you don't have that to give to anything. It right. has to be right. something you believe in.
1: You know, mm-hmm. and that's not putting down somebody else that might see something in it, but then you're you're just a different kind of producer, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, it's back to the work for me.
3: Yeah.
1: It's all computer. in the work. Yeah.
3: Well, we love you. Faith. Thank you. Your work, we love, and we thank you for talking to us. Oh, You're, thank you for having amazing. me here today. Oh, this is such a treat. I mean, it's
0: all gold. I, I love, love
1: your it. guts. Your, well, we your loved guts. your show last night, so and
0: much. now I've, you know, we've been re-listening to your um, recordings on from Joe's Pub, and wow. you know, that's yeah. something people can check out. I think it's on Spotify, and I'm oh, sure Apple Music yes, as well. Yes, yes, so. totally. Oh, anyway, both albums, yes. All, good. All, right. All right. we love you Faith. thank you so much. Thank you for being with us on and
1: you know find me if you need me to coach. Yes yes <laughs> yes. yes. So How should media. they find you? Yeah well um, my uh, email is faithprints at me.com <laughs> Did you hear that you heard it here
3: Faithprints at me.com
1: And I have a website yes and so you can find me.
3: Yeah, she's wonderful. There's only one Faith Prince so you're not there gonna you go, go wrong if you look.
1: okay. <laughs> thank you Faith. Thanks guys.
3: Thanks for listening to Ben Rimalour's Broken Records on Broadway World. For more episodes, visit Broadway World, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts do be.
0: <laughs> Come back next week as we continue our special Winter in a Summer Town mini season featuring the most fabulous talents from Provincetown and Fire Island. Next up, the scintillating Cesar
3: Villavicencio, a.k.a. Pixie Aventura, coming in to talk about Whitney Houston's greatest hits.
0: After Cesar, we'll be chatting with Barla Jean Merman, Linda Etter, and Miss Richfield 1981. The This episode was recorded at the fabulous Anchor Inn Beach House in Provincetown, Massachusetts. Visit them online at anchorinnbeachhouse.com. This episode was edited by me, Daniel Nolan. Thanks to Emmy-winning composer and lyricist Lance Horn for the Broken Records
3: theme song. Follow us both, Ben Remmelauer and Daniel Nolan, on all y'all's socials. That's Ben Remmelauer. B-E-N-R-I-M-A-L-O-W-E-R.
0: And that's Nolan with an E, not Nolan with an A. Because Nolan with an A is an A.